0: It's Thursday, so you know there's a new Parked in Turn One episode in your phone, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find it. You know it's there. Welcome back. The boys of Parked in Turn One are here to talk about the upcoming race in Mandalika in Indonesia and some of the news from around the world in motorcycling this week. Bo? Are you there? Are you here with me tonight?
1: I'm here, Jason. I am here in the ether, and I'm ready to talk about motorcycles.
0: That's right. Well, as you all know, because everybody does, my name's Jason, aka Captain Novice, and uh, I'm happy to be here tonight too, Bo. It, it's uh, got the pollen out, so it's got me a little raspy. I think it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a sexy voice, honestly. So I'm just gonna roll with it. I hope everybody else feels the same. You know, don't fill my DMs up because you want to hear me talk more like this, because it won't happen very many times. But, uh, you know, this week we've got a few things to go over, but I can't allow us to go one more second without talking about this train wreck that is the MotoGP Unlimited that Amazon Prime put out. I can't express to you my disappointment. It is at an all-time high. I, I was expecting the quality of Netflix. Drive to survive, and what I got was little Einstein's. Um, <laughs> so, I, 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 well, I, I, d- d- this before, was, this was, this was. I I have watched two and a half episodes. I can't bring myself to turn it back on because I'm so disappointed in it. I will do it eventually, but Bo, where are you?
1: Okay, so I'm torn you know you and I talked about this and and I got a good, got a good, really good kick out of you know as soon as the dubbed over voices started because I, I really don't know how much more it costs to have a a subtitle typed out instead of having you know a college foreign language major to pretend that he's excited about motorcycle racing and just interpret and translate everything as it comes across but that's what I felt like we got um you know, for the motorcycle racing enthusiast, this absolutely missed the mark. Um, for someone who probably doesn't have a clue about motorcycle racing, I think it's it's enough to interest them. It's enough to get them involved in the world or want to at least come to a race and at least bring money to the track, right? Which is what, uh, hopefully, that's what it's going to do. It's going to uh, bring enough money to COTA so that they can finally repave the entire track um but i do not think it's on the level of the netflix um f1 drive to survive series uh, which we know is great you know it's yeah. great drama tv and it's great cinematics and and uh, they do a pretty good job of uh, of encapsulating the season um and really kind of dramatize between teams um i do think that uh i made it through the, hi- the entire season so i'll go ahead and say that we we fired through it yesterday and and uh, binge watched it all the way through um, and, um, I, the only thing I, I guess the kind of the overtone that I got was that Amazon loves Ducati. Um, I feel like the, the Lenovo, or I feel like Ducati as a general, the Ducati teams got a lot more, um, attention than some of the other teams did. And KTM was very, uh, had very little attention. I think that they touched on Brad Bender once, um, and possibly Miguel Oliveira once or twice. And, and that was really About as far as it went, as far as I can remember. I mean, I was, I could have, could have missed it a little bit. Like you said, though, I mean, it's hard to get into with the uh, dubbed over voices. Um, But uh, like I said, I I think it, I I think for the person who is ignorant to motorcycle racing, I I think it works, but not nearly as well as uh, Drive to Survive.
0: The problem I have, and I, I'm going to, I hear what you're saying. I just feel like, they Mickey moused it way too much because Drive to Survive, the very first season, had me enthralled. Yeah, and that was their first attempt. They did. I I, I don't even. I light years better than this, and this had Drive to Survive as a template, if you will, as a as a model, as, yes. as a way to do it, as a model and they completely botched it. And I mean, I don't who understand. filmed this? A bunch of 12th graders trying to get their <laughs> their, uh, their audio-visual class final project? I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous to me. And it is not at the level that anything about MotoGP should be. When you're talking about the premier level of motorcycle racing, it shouldn't look like Doug edited this in his mom's basement. I mean, and, and there, here's another thing about me. I, I do video editing for my company. We do videos. We we edit them. We do these things. And we don't have the budget that these people have. And the the stuff they just put out was horrible. It was horrible. And I don't care about a participation trophy, which is basically what you gave them. You know, well, you put something out there that may be a novice or someone that's not interested in it. You know, oh, that's great. But the people that pay the bills in this sport were very interested in this, and they dropped the ball. Now, my biggest complaint was the dubbing of the voices because I know what Valentino Rossi sounds like when he speaks in English and Italian, and that guy was not Valentino Rossi at all. (laughs) And it was like, I'm looking at Valentino, and I'm waiting to hear yes, eh, the bike is good, the grip is good. I hear none of that. What I hear is, yes, the grip was very good. I thought that it was a great day. You know, that was absolutely missed the mark beyond the pale now. I have heard rumors that the complaints have been heard by Amazon and they're making it so you can turn it off and just do <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> um, because it wasn't just me. It was our motorcycling community that was like, oh, you got to be kidding on? me. going on, yeah. Yeah. So it was, I'm happy for them to tell the story. Also, Netflix, if you're listening, please come take this. And do with it what you did with Drive to Survive. Yeah. We'll call it Ride to Survive. Let's go. I already did half the marketing for you right there. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, Netflix is out there putting out season one of some show they'll never do a season two of. Don't do that. Do this. What are you doing? I'll tell you what. I got to get on some board of directors and make some decisions around here. Because evidently, decisions can't be made correctly. But... uh all right. Well, I'm off my soapbox. Are you sure? Have you had enough of it?
1: Well, I'm fine with it. I mean, I just don't know how many user listeners we're going to lose. Um, but uh, but no, you you uh, you preach well, away, man. I'm here for you. Uh, look, support.
0: We're not going to lose any any of the real fans like us are agreeing with me, and they're also disappointed that it was uh, it was done less than well no i don't i don't disagree with
1: that but like i said i mean i think you still have to look at the frame of reference um you know and and not to give it a pass you know i don't want it to sound like i'm doing that but um you know i think that uh i don't know i I think like i said for the ignorant uh, for the for those ignorant to motorcycle racing it it works but not it doesn't work well um if you know what i mean
0: yeah, so my wife saw some of it. And was like, "What do they do? That's stupid." <laughs> so I'll dispute it with that. You know, my wife lives in the house; she knows what motorcycle racing is. Right, she, she should could she not has tell to you, to
1: you. But I'm talking about the person who know. has never watched it, seen it, doesn't know half of what a motorcycle is. Uh, you know, I mean, I actually read an article today um, about Drive to Survive that talked about uh, uh, Gunter with um, the Haas team, and yeah. the comment that was made. And you could clearly tell that the person that wrote this article was not a and, and it was not privy to auto racing whatsoever um cuz they basically just compare they said it's a boyish, it, it's a, a boyish th- thought to have like oh well i'm going to hop in this car and go ridiculously fast and and the comment was made in a quote it said i will i will not even begin to try to intellectualize it, intellectualize it well, you and i both know how much research and, and engineering and r and d goes into uh, racing not only motorcycle racing but car racing Motorcycle oh, racing, yeah. any kind of racing, you know, it it's very yeah. intellectual, you know, even though at its yeah. core, it might be, yeah. well, we're just going to go fast. We're going to, we're going to, you know, take something that has two wheels, put an engine on it, put a gas tank on top of that engine, and then we're going to throw our leg over it and put all, put all that between our legs. You know, what's the old adage that way oh. of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, it, I, 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 for that, for those who are completely ignorant, it, it, it does the job but not well it's not it's not an elegant presentation
0: okay well let's just leave it at that i'll i'll go along with that for now and 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 i think maybe season two will be better oh i'm a hard time thinking about it right now but i okay let's just go with that yeah maybe season two will be better Mandalika. let's let's talk about Mandalika. absolutely well We know that they had a pretty extensive test in Indonesia this year in the off season. And guess what? None of that matters now because we got a (laughs) new surface, (laughs) new surface, new tire.
1: They've changed the tire compound a little bit as well. So everything's going to be really interesting.
0: Yeah. So basically there was no need to test there except to maybe learn the layout of the track. So you know where it's going, which isn't a terrible thing. Um, But I was I read the article that they resurfaced 1.6 kilometers of that track. And since the test what 3 weeks ago, 4 weeks ago. So mm-hmm. then they then they took the special machine that basically the problem with running a track right after it's been resurfaced is the same thing we ran into at CMP with the weird tire wear and all that stuff. The leftover aggregate and stuff that's on the top of the surface uh is is makes it hard to really get a good feel. So they have a machine that went over this entire surface putting twenty five hundred psi water jet to to knock that down and to knock it off and scrub it off. And they said that they've improved the grip by eighty percent and that the grip is better there than the old part of the track, they think. So um all credit to them if they accomplished it. I mean they did it in record time which is amazing and this is exactly what coda should have done immediately after the thing now they they have done some improvements at coda and you and I will get to see those firsthand in just a few weeks so just less than a month now um, are you excited about that but don't talk about that right now We're talking about Mandalika <laughs> um but yeah so I, I, what are your thoughts I mean I, I know that they did this once before at Laguna and they finished the track a week or two before and it was just awful the track was separating it was but it was also very hot but um, they had some struggles so it's it's kind of up in the air right now how this surface is gonna feel to the riders
1: yeah but, I'm, I'm interested because uh, I mean it's going to be it's humid there right I mean it's definitely there's gonna be a humidity factor that I think I'm curious if that's gonna bring moisture out of the track out of the oil, and oils out of that that surface but <laughs> excuse me you know <coughs> We saw that um, we saw that circuit wet and for World Superbike, and we saw how kind of treacherous it was. It but was, even beyond yeah. that, I felt like it. You know that that circuit is just such a one line circuit that I think this race is really going to be an interesting race to see what kind of passes we're going to see. Yeah, I agree. I, I think when you're in Indonesia or
0: when you're in Southeast Asia in general, uh, we see it in Sepang all the time the rain can come at any moment. And when it comes down, it comes down very, very hard. So I'll be interested to see if this turns into a wet race, if this turns into, you know, uh, something like that. So, um, I, I, we'll just have to see. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, this whole thing is now is a new adventure. I mean, they know the layout, so that's great. Mm -hmm. But the, The wear on the tires, the compound of the tires, which tire we're going to use now, all that data they accumulated over those four, three, four days of testing, throw it away. And now they've got
1: two days to, you know, one day essentially to figure it out and get qualifying done.
0: Yeah, no, I, it's really going to be interesting. So the, so the riders have a real job ahead of them and you know what? They're getting paid to do it. So I don't want to hear any complaining in the media about how all the testing you did there doesn't matter now. You know, everybody's in the same boat. Go out there and race, and you know who I'm talking to. There's two brothers out there that are probably going to be talking about it. Maybe they'll hear this podcast and be like, well, you know, we're going to keep our mouth shut (laughs) because I don't want to hear it. When everybody has to deal with it, I don't want to hear about – yeah
1: everyone's approaching at the same level, so exactly. so no one has any no one has a leg like to stand on to complain about anything um especially when like you said you know when those tests are over with now it's time to race now you know and, and those brothers also if, if they're the brothers I've, i'm I'm thinking of, they've got some pretty decent momentum coming into this race um you know really good finishes for both of them in the first race of the season mm-hmm. um so there's no real there's no point to to complain.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think it right. So um they're gonna go from here to Argentina, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh the Termas de Rio Hondo. So I think, you know, for these guys it's gonna be tough. Um but you know, we saw Luca Marini was the fastest here one day uh during the test. I'd be very interested to see if Luca can repeat that. You know what I mean? And and get fast out there. Now, he may have been doing a time attack when no one else was. We don't know. Um, but it'll be very interesting to me to watch, you know, the protagonists from the last race. You know, the Paul Spargo, Mark Marquez, uh, Alicia Spargrove, um, uh Abash and Brad Bender. Let's see where they are right from the jump. And then, of course, you know, as I spoke about on the MotoGP recap last week, I'm very worried about Yamaha's ability to compete with these bikes this year, because I feel like they dropped the ball. Um, what I are you looking this, for coming to this race?
1: I'm actually I'm I'm expecting a lot stronger of a showing for Yamaha this week. To be completely honest, I think that you know Qatar is a track that's got that long front straight. There is there's definitely a top speed disadvantage for the Yamaha. They just didn't bring the engine this year. But this I track, I think it's it's tighter. It's twistier. It's going to Speak better to the Yamaha um, characteristic. So long as the track stays dry for the entire weekend, um, I think if that if yeah. there's rain, there's going to be an issue because in the past the Yamaha's just not been good in the wet whatsoever. So I'm afraid that if that happens, we're, you know history is going to repeat itself and Yamaha's just not going to to have a good day or a good weekend whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I I think I think that's a valid concern. Honestly, I do. I, I we're going to have to see it would be really nice if Fabio could get up there up at the front and mix it up a little bit. Right. I mean, we don't, we don't like to see that. Well, that's what it's
1: expected. You know, I mean, he's the, you know, defending champion now he needs to, he needs to be there. Yeah,
0: he really does. And, And there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. For sure. Um, one of the things I was looking at that interested me though, is how big a time difference there is between us and this track right now. It is huge. Like it's basically a day. It's almost a. Yeah, it's a little over half a day ahead. <laughs> so I think I think they're on where the day starts on the Earth, you know, as the Earth is rotating, and we're way back a little bit. So this this race is going to be an interesting time for us on my time, um, and your time as well, because we're in the same time zone as we <laughs> talked about before. We are the number one podcast for MotoGP, World Superbike, and Moto America recaps. In the Southeast, so uh, Southeastern United States, yeah, I should yeah, say, yeah. Um, should clarify You're getting better. That, but I mean, you're getting better at that. Listen, so. I, yeah, you know, I am getting a little better. Also, it's a little different uh, this week because uh, are they racing on Saturday? It looks like they're racing on Saturday.
1: Would that be um, our Saturday or is that local time?
0: Yeah, so I, I think it's going to be our Saturday, their Sunday. So they're GMT plus eight. It's like, isn't that like 14 or 16 hours ahead of us? Wow. Let me see. Let me find out where Jakarta is. But anyway, I, I just find that interesting. I, I, I would love, love, love to follow this around the world. I mean, I think, I think you would see so many cool places just following MotoGP or F1 or if I hit it big in crypto, either one of them, but uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe both. But uh, yeah, so so you're so what is the, what are you looking for in terms of who needs to be really strong this week? Are we looking at an Bashanini to see if he can keep it up? Are we looking at the the 2022 Ducatis to see if they can figure out where they took the missteps and what misled them in Qatar? Well, I mean. Some big storylines here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you said, you know, who needs to be strong. We've already mentioned that. Who needs to be strong right now is Yamaha. There needs to be a difference coming out of the gate. And this, they need to capitalize on this weekend. Um, they really need to go out, attack this weekend, try to make it their own, Keep hopefully the track stays dry. And, and I think Fabio, if the track is dry, I think Fabio is going to be a lot stronger this weekend. Um, I, I think the Ducati team needs to definitely figure out what they m- missed the mark on with the with – weekend in Qatar. Um, I think they know where the issue was, uh, Peko helped them to understand that. And I think that I'm interested to see if they change their approach. If they stop asking Peko to test different setups and they just allow him to go out and ride the bike like he wants to do and wants to go win. I think that that is, um, going to be really important for them.
0: Yeah. So I just looked it up. It's 12 hours ahead of us. So the race will be on th- at three a.m. on Sunday morning for us. So it is on Sunday there, um, but it'll be at three a.m. on Sunday for us, and means three p.m. in Jakarta. Uh, but just a little uh, geography and time zone education for you out there. <laughs> I think I think you're hundred percent right. But I, I what I'm I'm also curious to see Mark Marquez. I need to see him finish better, you know, challenge for the lead and be able to be up there the entire race before I believe that, you know, he's an actual title contender. Now, fifth place wasn't terrible. It's not a disaster. Right, right. But to me, we have never seen anyone on the Honda lead a race that wasn't Mark Marquez. Well, we have seen it, but not in a very, very long time. You know? Danny so Pedrosa did, did it, but
1: so this this track layout is a much it's a tight technical track, uh, and Mark Marquez does not have the front end confidence yet in the new new Honda, um, and it's also a right handed track. Yep. So all of these all of these things, thinking about you know coming together at at this circuit, um, it's really it's really kind of far fetched for me to see that Marquez is going to come out and be. Uh, overly competitive or even, you know, I, I definitely don't think it's going to be dominant when it comes to this track. But, you know, we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, but, but no, I, I just don't think that, you know, I don't think this is going to be Marquez's weekend again, personally.
0: Yeah. I. They're going to do 20 laps on this track.
1: That's a and workout. And
0: this track is, you're exactly right. I mean, there are, what, 17 turns? So... You know, uh,
1: how many and crashes and it, do you think we're going to see in turn
0: sixteen?
1: Oh, every um, time Top Rack came into that turn, I thought the front was gone.
0: <laughs> I think I think Top Rack did too. He just <laughs> held on to it. Um, honestly, I I think I think turn sixteen is going to claim a few riders. I think turn ten will claim more.
1: Yeah, uh, well okay
0: because it, it's kind of a it goes back on itself just a hair right right you're coming out of nine you're trying to get a big run. I think it'll be a passing zone um but we'll see we'll see I mean I don't I don't know that I have no knowledge of this track because I just watched a little bit of the testing there and they weren't doing that you know what I mean they weren't doing passes and right I know turn one will be a passing zone I know turn. Uh, i think turn ten will be a passing zone, and i think turn thirteen will be a passing zone i think
1: sixteen's um, gonna gonna be a little there's gonna be some action i do think in sixteen
0: yeah i think sixteen sixteen and fifteen to sixteen could get real interesting real fast so let's just see what happens i mean it's gonna be fun i i'm i'm optimistic and i was thinking hard about that this week about Anaya Bastianini and I gotta be honest, I'm pulling for that Grassini team. I really am, like I'm not a huge Ducati guy, I'm not a huge Anaya Bastianini guy, but I just found something really compelling about a, pri- a basically a privateer e- effort, winning a MotoGP race and doing it in a fashion that leads me to believe that he could do it repeatedly this year. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like we saw towards the end of last year, even on a different bike, I mean, he was still strong. It didn't matter. He just, he went out and he did his business and and he he rode the bike well. Two podiums
0: at the Mizano races, right? Yeah. two podiums, yeah. Hmm. So we shall see. I mean, it it was a big win for Nea Bastianini. It's always harder to keep your level at that high level versus trying to get there. You know, um, and so his team is going to have to really turn up the intensity and, and, and be sharp and make good decisions with the mechanic, mechanics of that bike. And he's got to make good decisions on track with it and not push it beyond the limit because he doesn't need to. We've seen that, right? Like he right, doesn't need absolutely. to do that. He can stay within the limits of that bike and be very, very competitive and, I mean, he's leading the championship right now. What a dream start for the Grassini team. Um, but the other thing, of course, is we're looking, as we talked about briefly, was you know Yamaha, and uh, what do you think? You think Yamaha will be stronger? You said that, but what happens if they're not?
1: So I think we have to, you have to look at, at, at the reason of why they're not, like I said, I don't think this is really a top speed. This isn't a track where the top speed of Yamaha is going to be no. at a disadvantage, uh, no. just because the, you know, they don't have a lot of issues as far as acceleration goes. It's all in top speed. And, um, but I was reading an article that the Vizioso was talking about, uh, Cuadraro and how he makes the time up. And, and he said, you know, Cuadraro makes a lot of time up on the brakes and also in the middle of the corner. He doesn't, he doesn't spin the wheel a lot coming out of the, uh, coming out of a turn. Um, and you know, Dovey kind of said, you know, he's got to figure out how to go fast. He's got to figure out how to make up that time, just like Quadraro does in order to be competitive. Um, but, but again, I go back to saying it's going to be a really telling weekend for me, I think, depending on what the, what happens with the weather. I really think it's just going to depend on what happens this weekend with the weather as to whether Yamaha is going to be able to come out stronger than they were in Qatar or not. And and with that said, I don't think that Yamaha is going to be dominant if it's dry. I I think that every team has made such a step forward with their bikes in in terms of development that Yamaha just didn't really do much this year. It doesn't feel like, you know, they changed the aero a little bit. And you know it's great because that helped with wheelie control. It kept the front wheel down. But what happened was, is that new aero package created more drag for Yamaha. So as you know, more drag equals less top speed. So you know they've. They, they, it's Especially almost like they shot don't themselves. Add much power. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That it seems like they have shot themselves in the foot so, um, in some instances because of that. They they didn't address the par- problems with the engine, and they said, "Well, let's put a new fairing on it and see what happens." It's a good looking new fairing, but you've made the bike even slower now, and you can't do anything about it until next year. Well, they should have gone to the Bose School of Engineering. Why didn't you tell them all this? I flunked out of the Bose School of Engineering. I just read an article. That's all I did.
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking to see if we can get a better showing from Suzuki. Now, I don't think they were awful last week, last race. I think they were solid, and I think there were some definite improvements made on that motorcycle. Obviously the top speed was better. So the power. Yeah. So if it if it looks after its tires and can turn as well as it always has, or pretty close to that, it's going to be a major contender here, provided its riders do what they're supposed to do. Now I have no doubt Mir will be right there if the bike can do it. Rinz, on the other hand, who knows? But but this year's a new year. He started, he finished the race. He did a good job. So let's see what he's got in Indonesia and, and do it because my eye is kind of on Suzuki as a dark horse title yeah. contender this year. Because if Mir gets the bike he wants underneath him, look out because Mir's a killer on track. There's no doubt. Um, uh, personally, I think we need
1: to watch for uh, Jorge Martin this weekend. I, I think if it's really, yeah, I-, I think Jorge Martin might bring something this weekend personally.
0: Well, I hope so because you know what if he doesn't and Anea Bastianini keeps bringing it we were talking about Jorge Martin for the seat that Jack Miller has if he doesn't do better ooh Anea Bastianini looks awfully interesting for Ducati doesn't he
1: right yeah, absolutely Ducati's sitting pretty right now with riders i mean and and i do think that Zarco might need to definitely step up his game this season i think he's he's possibly yeah. on the hot seat Maybe more than Miller is, I think, just because Miller's proven himself to be a really good teammate to uh, Benyana. But like you said before, Ducati's not going to put up with that for long. They're not going to put up with just a good teammate. They want results no. for, for that entire team. Well, um,
0: you know, Zarko actually rode pretty well last week. He didn't have a good week le- weekend leading up to the race, but he finished in the top 10. And, and you know, that's not great, but where he started was awful. So, right for for Zarco, you know what? You're right. He does need to keep get a little better. But Zarco is a great rider and if it if it can be done on his bike, he will do it, I believe. Um beyond that, I'm really hoping to see Franco Morbidelli um be a little better. I I really thought he would be better in that race last week. Of course, I thought Fabio would too, but you know, let's just see. Let's see what Yamaha's got. I mean, Frankie's recovering from an injury, and that bike's not helping him, right? Like it's
1: yeah, it's not helping him. I, I hate um, that for you know we're talking about a guy that finished second in the in the uh, championship two years ago. So I know it, it's 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 just sad to see that Yamaha didn't give give that team a good bike Um because in all honesty, you know, Franco Morbidelli at 100 percent health. And Quadraro on a good bike, that's a one-two punch, you know, race after race Man, to me. It
0: really is. It really is. It feels like, you know, I know they just won the championship last year, but it feels like Yamaha just fell off a cliff. That's what it
1: feels like now. And not only the world, the MotoGP championship, but think of the just the, the season and the year that Yamaha had as a manufacturer across all oh, motorcycle racing.
0: Every series we
1: cover, they Absolutely. won the championship. I, yeah,
0: and, and and so I I and I think in World Superbike I think they'll still be very very competitive 100%. because they got it they got a guy that evidently doesn't care how high that rear wheel goes in the air he's stopping, um, but yeah on the on the prototype class level which is what MotoGP is mm-hmm. they. They seem to have just kind of dropped the ball, and I don't, I don't know why. It just it just it, it baffles me, honestly, how they would go into the off season and think, yeah, yeah, we just need to add a little power and keep that wheelie control down, and we'll be good to go. After they, if they would have finished the year stronger, they but they didn't. They didn't finish the year very strong, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, Benya really came on strong. Yeah, I mean yeah. if Benya
1: didn't have the uh, the crash in Mizano, the second Mazano then there was definitely still a long shot that he could have won.
0: Yep, absolutely. But it is what it is. I you know mm-hmm. again, we're gonna see who's smarter, us or them, right? Well, of course. Um, and it's usually them. It, it it's always them. But we like to talk anyway, right?
1: Well, it's our I show. Think, we can do that.
0: That's right. That's why we started this show so we could talk because we have some thoughts. Um,
1: Speaking of that, and, not to uh, not to sidebar. Oh, folks, oh, um, a but yeah, you know that is why we started. And 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 I got to look and I mentioned this to you this week, Jason. Is next week we will have been doing this for a year. I know. That's tough to believe. That it, that, it, it is.
0: It is crazy, right?
1: Yeah. A little goes a long way.
0: I think so. Hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I, especially with me. But, I, <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I want to say, you know, that it's been a great year, honestly. I, I've had a ton of fun talking about this stuff. It gives me an outlet so that I don't just throw it up all over everybody when we show up at the track. And um, I've enjoyed this immensely. So thank you for coming on this voyage with me, but, um, you know, one of our, one of the guys that we ride with a good bit, Dan, we refer to him in some of our podcasts, but Dan said to me, he sent me this after, you know, we just had the Daytona 200, which we need to mention Mm -hmm. Brandon Posh winning the 200 for the second time, which is pretty spectacular. And I believe Brandon will be in the Superstock 1000 class in Moto America this year. Am I right?
1: Um, I don't know, to be honest with you, but I mean, it'd be great to see I I am right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm right then. Um, Dan said, I know you hate King of the Baggers, but it's actually getting a fair amount of international attention. Well, you know what? Let the Europeans do it. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) On those dumb up tires and their
1: pit boards, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So he did send me a joke about pit. He was like, (laughs) what are the pit boards for? But um, he said that, you know, MA, Motor America taking over the 200 was a really smart move because it gave the 200 more credibility, number one. And it just kind of raises the level of both of those uh, internationally, the the, the uh, viewership and the level of interest internationally. Um, and I think he's right on that count. Um, I think it was great that they allowed, the if you wanted to run Pirelli, you could run Pirelli or Dunlop in the Daytona 200. I think they should do it all year. I think you should be allowed to run whatever you want because I think it's a travesty that we only run one uh tire in moto america now if we were on the same level as world superbike or moto gp i would get it but we're not on that level and we have we have guys that are allowed to race these club races on pirelli and obviously that carcass is a ton different from dunlop a Mm -hmm. ton so that's what i think um but yeah i i agree with dan that Moto America taking over the 200 was great. That was a phenomenal race. Uh, our friend Nick Pattonod was racing in that race, started in 34th, finished 21st. So he wasn't really in the running, but he he had a great race. So shout out to Nick and what he's doing there on a privateer effort. Um, yeah, he said he didn't realize he would get so emotional after doing it. it. It was just such a journey. And, you know, he said it was just it was just amazing to have completed it and, A bunch of our buddies were there as his pit crew. Um, So it was cool. It was cool. And uh, this upcoming Moto America season should be a lot of fun. Uh, And speaking of, your boy, the Maverick (laughs) Vinales, testing of World Superbike was fastest on day one over where they were testing World Superbike. Did you see that? I did not. Gerloff was fastest. Um, So I expect Gerloff to finish sixth. So
1: that'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. I think. Uh, I think my wife had actually mentioned that he made a comment in social media that said he felt like he could contend for a championship this year. Um, he's been training. He, I think, he got a new personal trainer in the off season. He says he's in the best shape of his life. He's in, in better shape than he's ever been before. So um, I, I'm excited for World Superbike. I'm excited to see what Garrett Griloff can do. I think that he's got, a, you know, a champion's heart absolutely, um, but he's got to get that to the bike. And we yeah, saw that last 100%. year.
0: And listen, Ger- in terms of person, Gerloff's a great dude. Um, but Gerloff has got to fix some of the stuff on track to be a real contender. You're right. Um, but he was fastest at day one in Mazano So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm sorry. He was fastest during the day. He wasn't the fastest on day one. That was okay. Bautista. But he was, at one point, he was fastest. So he's up at the front. Um, And let's, uh, World Superbike could be a firecracker this year. I just think it's going to be amazing. So I'm excited for that. But this week it's Mandalika in Indonesia. And uh, I can't wait till practice starts so I can start ignoring everything I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure I'll be texting you and hitting you up whenever uh, something weird happens and new new fairings from Ducati and new new doodads that they have on the bike, left and right.
0: Uh, yeah. Ducati might bring the double front wheel out, <laughs> like one of those bikes I saw somewhere that had two front tires on it. <laughs> uh, Ducati Ducati is going to do something. Do not expect Gigi Delinia to sit on his laurels and be like, well, it's fine. He won't. You never the, know. They
1: may grab Be- uh, Bastianini's bike and give it to uh, Yaya this weekend.
0: You know, I think Begnaya would take that trade. Absolutely. He would say, thanks, Peg- uh, thanks, Bastianini. You don't need this, do you? Um, but, you know, I, I feel like that's something that all those manufacturers need to consider every time that they tinker with a bike, especially one that's widely considered the best one on the grid. Yeah. Yeah. You make some improvements, but don't mess with it too much until you have to. Until you say, whoa, we really got to mess with it. But, you know, back at the factory, go crazy. Do all kinds of stuff, you know, and have it ready for the day you need it. But that 21 bike can win the championship this year. Make no mistake. Um, that's what I think.
1: How about you? No, I agree. I absolutely agree. It was a it was a proven bike last year in Ben Yai's hands um, uh, numerous times. So I'm on board with that. I, I think that it definitely – any bike on the grid right now can beat the Yamaha, um, but I do think a twenty-one that the Ooh, GP twenty-one fire. that Bastiani has is probably the strongest bike on the grid. Absolutely.
0: well, is there anyone sitting on the Bow Bus that we need to get off the Bow Bus this week? We need to see something. Is it too early? Who was on for it for from Bo last bus? week?
1: I can't remember who was on it well, from last week.
0: Well, Moto three guys really were on there. Uh, Tatsuki Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki's
1: going to be on there until he gets a a race win, in my opinion. That's what the, I mean. Tatsuki Suzuki wow. should be competing for race wins week after week. You've been there long enough. You're, you know what? He's got a permanent seat. I'm not even going to right now. I can't.
0: Wow, wow! You're mad at Suzuki. Well, it's gotten personal here on Park and Turn One, folks. And uh Bo's upset. He's upset. He I was using that seat as a as a bed, a sleeper I think bed.
1: If uh, I think if Renz is. uh if, if we can say Rins is on the hot seat this year, you know, for Suzuki, I think Rins needs to have a strong showing at yeah. uh, Mandalika. Well, he made the race. He finished
0: the race in Qatar, so that's a good start.
1: He did. He, he did, and I, I don't want to take that away from him. So uh, it, I think this could be, once again, stays dry. I think that uh, Suzuki could be really strong this weekend too. This is just going to be a really interesting weekend. We don't have a lot of data to go off of to see how bikes really perform here. As far as at, at exactly the GP zero, level. so yeah, so we have zero um, on this surface, so we and don't even know. testing, like you said, like we we're talking, you know, throw testing times out the window too because it's all new.
0: Yep, well, I, I, I think for me that makes it compelling, that makes it more interesting. Um, because when they come to Circuit of the Americas and Mark is going well, you kind of know what's going to happen, right? Like, you're like, well, yeah, there's Mark. Man, he's faster than everybody else by a long way. At least the drinks and, are free, and, right? That's right. Speaking of, y- you and Ange decided to come out with me to Coda this week. Good
1: times. We did. We did. We uh, we went last year. Obviously, it was our first year, and um, had a uh, had a had a had a rough weekend uh doing the engine swap in the in the uh, Kawasaki, and we came home and just looked at it, and and we talked about it, and I said, you know what? Let's just go. Forget it. We're, all, we're we're not getting any younger. We're just going to go. So we will be joining you. Yes.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I would like for this to become an every year thing. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, I, You know, we'll see if Koda can hang on to the race. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of, um, lot
1: of truth there.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I guess that's about where we're going to end it tonight. We're about out of time. But, uh, you know, if... You have anything left to say?
1: No, that that I think that covers everything that we've got. Um, just looking forward to uh, to looking, and uh, you know, we have we do have that MotoGP fantasy league going on. So, uh, um, if oh, anyone wants and to I join... showed out. I showed yeah. out last week.
0: <laughs> one of my guys took out my other guy, oh, so it my was goodness. really good for me. It was really <laughs> good for me when I saw that in turn one. I was like, of course, of course <laughs> it did, of course.
1: Yeah, you and I both aren't looking too good right now. So, uh, no, um,
0: no. But we're just trying to make everybody else feel good about their That's choices. what it is, yeah. And then we're going to step it up. But, yeah, if you guys are out riding this weekend, out on the road, at the track, hey, keep that rubber side down, that shiny side up. We definitely want you to stay safe out there. We've enjoyed being with you tonight. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, with my man, Bo, saying good night. We'll see you next week.
1: Have a good one, guys.